Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And you guys, the process to making this episode today happen, or happen today, excuse me, I'm a little out of sorts. Um, so originally, Courtney was going to be on from Below Deck. Courtney was like, oh my God, I never leave my house. And for some reason I have like a random plan, um, to go to a farm. So can we do next week? So she'll be on the podcast next week. Um, and then I texted my friend Raven and I, who runs mainly Bravo, we're texting this morning about housewives, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, do you want to just like come on the podcast? And she was like, yeah, sure. She was having extreme technical difficulties. So I was like, girl, we'll do this another day. It's just not in God's plan. And so I recorded an entire episode, apparently like it got uploaded and it got all weird and wonky. And the, the sound was just like, it was just not, not, not the quality we at the dip want to put out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to do that to you guys. Cause I personally have heard audio during podcasts and I literally have had to shut it off before. Cause I'm like, you are going through a fucking wind tunnel. I don't know what is going on, but I don't want to listen to that. So I am back. I am recording this again for you. This just shows my dedication to all of you. I love you so much for listening every single week. Um, so let's just do like a quick little catch up. And well, that was kind of that, but also I, I have to say I'm moving in four days. I have not packed a single piece of, I haven't packed a sock, a candle, a book. I haven't packed a towel, a dish rag, like nothing has been packed and everyone's looking at me like I'm insane. But I'm, I always think I'm like, I don't have that much stuff. Like it's fine because you have to remember, like I'm in a studio apartment right now, AKA hell on earth. Truly. I cannot wait to get out of this apartment. Like when I record this podcast, when I am on a zoom call, when I'm doing anything that has anything like audio related, (laughs) I have to turn my AC unit off because it's so goddamn loud. (laughs) So when I record this for you, especially on days like today, it's, I think it's like 97 today. It's so fucking hot. Um, (laughs) like I can't have the window open because again, I also live in this apartment building where there's lots of 
noise that happens outside. And it's not like cool noise. Like I have the backdrop of like New York city, like behind me and you can feel the hustle and the bustle and the energy. Like this is just like annoying chaos that I just like cannot have on the back. So I literally sweat my dick off literally whenever I record these podcasts for you. Like by the end, I'm like wiping my mustache. Like it's, it's a moment. So this, you know, this is my last, um, Bravo episode of hot off the mess that I will be recording in this apartment. So, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, even though I hate it here. Um, cause it is like my first apartment that I've had like on my own. And I feel like so much has happened when I have lived here. I've grown so much, like so many good things have happened. Like I recorded, I was, you know, on watch what happens live in this apartment. I, you know, started working for the dip in this apartment. Um, I got dumped before he was supposed to meet my mother that day in this apartment. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but that really happened. Uh, but it's okay. Um, yeah, like, Hmm. It's just, you know, it's interesting, but I won't bore you with all that. We have so much to talk about, uh, so much Bravo stuff to cover so much to say. I have so many fucking opinions. Like it, I think it, I should seek help. I think I'm honestly, I think I'm too opinionated. My mom always says, she goes, Sam, we're not judgmental. We're just opinionated. And I have to say, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I mean, that's kind of a little, it's kind of a twist on it, but, um, all right. First off, Tom is disbarred officially by Tom Girardi, obviously disbarred officially by a federal judge. He obviously didn't contest this. He was like, yes, absolutely we, you know, the, the jig is up. They threw his ass in a senior living facility. Now I will say, I do find the paparazzi shots of Tom as of late to be very, very strange. Like it's, I've never seen paparazzi photos of Tom Girardi ever. Not when he was married to Erica, like nothing. And I always thought that that was so kind of weird because she was always seen out and about. And I guess he just like, was never with her, but I also find it weird that like the articles that are coming out about Tom, when it comes to his, you know, falling or something, and he got a black eye, there's photos of that. There's photos of him standing on the curb, looking like a kid waiting for his mom to come pick him up from school, but she's like super late. Like that's how he looks. It just is giving me strange vibes. I don't really know how to take it, but I'm, I'm not buying it. I like, are we supposed to feel bad? But that's another thing. We'll get to that part with Erica later on. And then Shanna Bedore and David Bedore have been fighting in court over the fact that David doesn't want his three daughters to be filming the reality show Real Houses of Orange County. And Shannon's obviously like, they're my kids. They're I'm on this show. They kind of have to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, I I think David was kind of doing it as a, fuck you at Shannon, a little dig at Shannon. Cause I think David's like a little immature. Um, I do think that they were like, should have never gotten married. Um, those are just two very, but you know, maybe I take that back. Maybe they should have, maybe, okay. It's fine that they got married, but they are just like the stereotypical, uh, wealthy suburban couple that you see that they, they just seem like really bored with each other. She has like an insane amount of insecurity. I think she had that probably pre-David too. I just think that's just part of Shannon's like childhood trauma or something. Like 
she's just riddled with anxiety and insecurity. And I mean, part of that, yeah, that's kind of part of like why I love Shannon. I do think like when she came on to Orange County, it was like the perfect time for her because it, it gave her this platform. It gave her this freedom to feel like, okay, I can divorce David. I know she ultimately, I mean, no one really wants to get divorced, I guess, but I do think that um, she was like, okay, I'm financially more secure. It's okay. Cause you know, she didn't work before she was a real house of Orange County. She was like a stay-at-home mom. Like they had kids like back to back. Like it was, she had a very busy life being a stay-at-home mom, but yeah. So Shannon won the court battle. Uh, so her girls will be on the upcoming season of Real Houses of Orange County, which is filming right now. They're actually on a girl's trip to Mexico. There are rumors that Vicki Gumbelson might be making a little bit of an appearance there because you know, that girl loves Andale's. She loves Andale's. Like I love a good bolognese. Like I, I think about the bolognese at this restaurant in Detroit all the time, but I actually, I went there last weekend to just get a glass of wine and they were actually closed. I was very depressed. Anyways, so that's what's going on in Orange County. Um, I'm excited to see what the girls have cooking. I feel like it's going to be a really interesting season. I'm obsessed with Heather Dubrow. Like I feel Heather Dubrow, like very spiritually, like I have a, she's like a kindred spirit to me. So I I'm ready to see how she interacts with the new version of Shannon. Cause the Shannon that she knew, I don't think that person has left the building and we are in a new space here. Okay. I want to talk shots of sunset reunion. I watched the first part of the reunion, which aired on Sunday. And mind you, I haven't watched shots of sunset in years. I used to be like the biggest shots of sunset fan. I loved this fucking show. I loved Gigi and Reza and like the culture aspect and the clothes and the jewelry. And like the, it was like very luxurious. Like everyone looked incredible all the time. And then to me, it got a little dark. Like I just wasn't interested. Like I feel sometimes when shows get too dark, it like takes the fun out. Like Andy even said the last reunion for last season, he was like, I didn't think this show would like happen again. He, I remember him saying that on Radio Andy 2, I believe last year, he was like, that was the darkest reunion I've ever done. Like it was not fun. It was awful. Uh, I think cause they aired around the same time as like the Vanderpump Rules reunion. And that was a doozy too. So I think he was kind of talking about that cause it was like the Zoom reunions of COVID. Like we had Vanderpump, Shaz, uh, Beverly Hills, um, Atlanta. Can you believe Nini went out like that? Nini went out on a Zoom reunion. That's so fucking depressing to me. Cause she was like my queen and I just love her so much. And it just makes me sad, but whatever. But anyway, so Shaz, um, Reza looks incredible. Reza has lost like 70 pounds and he just looks amazing. I love his salt and pepper look. I love his suits. I love his bracelets and rings. Like, I just think he looks phenomenal. Uh, MJ, that was a tough look. Yeah, it was a tough look for me. It was, um, I wasn't feeling the top knot braid on her. It felt, I just didn't love it. I thought she looked great. I just really, really hated her hair. I was texting my friend. I was like, this is just not the look I, I would recommend for her. Um, I would love to see her with like a really thick, like beautiful beachy, like wave curl glam hair. Like that's what I would want to see from her. But what do I know? Yeah. Wow. That braid was just really something else because Candace had like a very similar braid in her music video stream drive back. And 
it worked for her because she it just like it works on her face it's not as like like severe I don't know whatever uh Destiny also tried to say that she hasn't had any work done and that was clearly a lie Andy's face was like girl what and then then she kind of tried to cop to it a little bit later when she was like oh well you guys saw us get Botox and Andy's like babe that's not Botox like that's that's scary vibes um Andy loves to point out people's Botox that's like a thing he does he uh remember when he pointed out Sheena's bad Botox and Lala's actually he pointed out both of them um he asked them how old they are and then said, so what is your relationship like with Botox? And they were just like, oh, I love it. And he goes, I think you need to calm down because it actually makes you look a lot older. I was like, Jesus Christ, Andy, Andrew Cohen. He's not wrong. I will say, I don't think he's wrong. And I've said this before. I do think, listen, I think you can do whatever you want plastic surgery wise. I just don't like kind of how mainstream I guess it's gotten for such young women like I don't think when you're 18 or 19 you need to be getting full Botox and lip injections and claiming that it's preventable I just don't because the upkeep on that is going to be fucking insane because like once you start doing it like it's kind of hard to stop doing it like I always say I want to know what Kylie Jenner is going to look like in 20 years because there is no fucking way you can get all of that done to your face and like eventually have it still look normal like filler moves guys filler doesn't just stay in one spot it can like disperse throughout your face like they call it moon face when that happens like when you get a lot of filler it kind of start your face starts to get like puffy and then it's just hard to kind of like correct all of that so I'm just saying like I I wish like if that's what you want to do I just wish like people weren't getting it done so early and then of course there's like the whole filter debacle like people throwing filters on all the time. And I've made a vow to myself to stop using filters on Instagram. I have not used a filter in one week. So proud, but Mike and Paulina. Okay. Mike, 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 Mike is Jax Taylor. And I say that not kindly. Mike is Jax Taylor in the sense that would you bring up something Mike has done instead of being like, yes, I own it and sit in that he says, yes, okay. I cheated on her, but you one time did this. And then you one time did that. It's like, we're not talking about anybody else, but you, Mike Jax, we're talking about you guys. And instead they like, can't help themselves, but deflect, 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 and get so defensive and like start spinning these like weird stories. Like Mike has this weird story that like his iCloud got hacked sir, your iCloud didn't get fucking hacked. You were cheating on your girlfriend, like period. And this isn't strange. This isn't like some fable people are just pulling out of their ass. You are a serial cheater. He's cheated on his ex-wife, Jessica, who apparently he still keeps in touch with, which I find very weird, very weird. If a man was cheating on me and we broke up, you would not see me texting that person. That just like would not be happening. And I come from parents who are divorced, but still really close. Like, so I'm not from the camp of like, you know, once or an ex, like you need to pretend that they don't exist. I personally choose to kind of go that route. I'm, you know, but I, I don't know. I guess my parents had a kid involved. So it's a little different, whatever. See, I'm like working through these thoughts, like out loud, you guys are along with me on this journey here. So then they announce at the reunion proudly, it was so embarrassing 
but they were very proud that Mike and Polina are engaged. This man has ran this woman ragged. The look on her face the entire reunion was actually really sad because she looked like she was on the verge of tears the entire time. On the verge of tears while also being like crazy, crazy defensive about her engagement to Mike. If you have to defend your relationship like that, and it's supposed to be like such a happy time in your life, I think it's time for you to like maybe take a step back and be like, what is it that everyone is seeing that I'm clearly like not seeing? Right. And I also have a huge problem with people who very much like try to romanticize their whole, like they're really trying to oversell us on this engagement and this proposal and how romantic it was and how our son helped with the proposal. And like Mike was just going on and on about like every little detail to try to distract us all from the fact that this is actually fucked up and you probably shouldn't be getting married. And she's also like, on the verge of tears describing how Mike has really stepped up and like bathes her kids and feeds her kids. I would hope the man that you're sharing a home with is, is helping you with the children that he's taking on. Obviously guys. I, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I don't know. The fucking bar is in the goddamn gutter. I was manifesting the other day with my friend Paige because a girl on Instagram said that she manifested her boyfriend. And I was like, what does that even mean? So we're like, let's try it. We're like, let's try it. We were right. We were crying laughing because we were writing down like very basic human skills as like, and we were like, this is pathetic. Like we are actual losers. Like I literally wrote down on one of them. I hope he texts me. What bitch seek help. You hope he texts you. I would hope the man you're dating texts you. Like I was a clown. We were writing down, like one of mine was like, I hope, or the person I'm with, like I, you know, you write it down on the card and the qualities that I would want is he cares and likes my parents. That is sad. That is so sad that that's even like, I even have to say that. Like it was, (laughs) oh, the I should really like go through them again and like read them. They're so funny because it was so pathetic and so very basic standard human skills. Like, and we're like, God, that would be so nice if a man texted me. (laughs) Like, oh girl, figure it out. So anyways, so Mike and Paulina, like, I don't know. It's just so sad. And, you know, destiny at one point during the reunion, like gloves are off. Like, I'm going to now share with the world at this reunion, all of the things your fiance Paulina has said to me about you, Mike. And I'm just like, Oh God, because the look on Paulina's face, like she looked terrified because she knows for sure the things that she has probably said to destiny about her fiance, because Paulina, like also like texted the group about him cheating on her. Like she put him on blast. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings about her, to be honest. Uh, Mike is obviously garbage, but that's pretty much Shaw's. I, I mean, I'm a clown. I didn't even watch this season. I only know any of this just because I watched Radian and like check Twitter sometimes because I am always kind of invested in the characters. I just felt for a minute, it was like a little too much, but now I'm like back on, I'm back on board. Everybody had been texting me about it anyway. So like, bet you need to watch this immediately. And I've been like, no, no, no. There's also like so much to watch so much to watch, but okay. Oh my God. Let's get into the fact that Rick Leventhal and Kelly Dodd have a podcast because that's something I need to discuss. Okay. Rick and Kelly have a podcast and it's called Unmasked. 
And in their Twitter bio for the podcast, it says Rick and Kelly in parentheses, Fox host and Bravo TV on parentheses, their podcast on Patreon, where they can say anything and everything without the fear of being fined or fired. <sighs> guys, 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 that is a, uh, what the fuck? Like, I won't say much about it because I feel like we all, if you're listening to this podcast, you are very, you're, you know, you're not a Rick and Kelly type of person. So you, you get what I'm getting at here. I just had to let you guys know that there will be a podcast. Um, you know, I did see a little clip of Kelly the other day and Rick doing like a live recording or whatever. Someone sent it to me and Kelly was like, you know, the housewives are scared. They're scared. That's why they don't say anything. They're scared that they'll get fired. Um, you were like blatantly racist and also just like a terrible human being. Like that's why you got fired. You got fired because you brought the franchise literally and drilled it into the fucking ground. Like that is why you are no longer on the show, Kelly. She's so stupid. Anyways, enough of her, enough of Kelly Dodd. I wanted to talk about Roni rumors when it comes to Real Housewives of New York City. I don't think we all need to be sharing every single little whisper and rumor and alleged thing that we hear. I don't think we need to be doing that. Call me crazy until it comes from Andy Cohen's mouth that they're doing a virtual reunion and the day that it's set or whatever, that is when I'm going to post something about it. I'm not going to post these bullshit rumors that people just keep throwing around. It's exhausting and it makes it not fun. Like no one is having fun with Roni this year. Now, do I think Roni is going to be canceled? No. One bad season out of what? How many? 13 or 14 is not that bad. So this idea that Bravo is just going to like scrap it. I just highly doubt it. That's just my opinion. I can't imagine that. I mean, they kept Dallas on for five years, guys, Dallas. Why do you think they would just like throw away one of their most beloved franchises? Like it's just now, do I think they might rework the cast? Yes. Do I think they might fire people? Sure. Do I, but Andy said, he's like, I don't think we're looking to fire anyone. We probably just want to bring on more friends, more housewives. Like we'll see what happens. And I, I just think everyone needs to calm the fuck down, go relax, go take a walk, go feel the breeze on your skin, go touch some grass, go eat a piece of bread. Like just breathe. It's going to be okay. Roni will be fine. We all just need to like wipe our hands of the season. And that's that. That is why probably ne- I think like next week is already the finale because I think Bravo was like, oh, this is just like not, this isn't getting any, this it, like, it's just not, it's just not good. It's not enjoyable. And everyone knows that I don't need to keep beating the dead horse. Like I, I don't know. It, and it's frustrating because I don't think it's just Ebony's fault or Leah's fault. I keep seeing those names being thrown around like they're the problem. I think there's bigger problems with Roni. I think the problem was the fact that we were shooting this show in the middle of a fucking pandemic in New York City. New York City, the hot spot of COVID, guys. Like people are forgetting. I I I know we all like to pretend 2020 didn't happen and we're not going to talk about it and we're just going to be like, okay, we're going to keep it moving. I'm vaccinated. It's fine. No, we really all need to sit with what the fuck happened in 2020 because it was insane. Like these women lived and worked in New York City 
during COVID. Well, except Ramona, she like fled, you know, to go be in the ocean. Remember she yelled about like not wearing masks in the ocean. That was fucking insane. But most of them stayed there or they stayed like in close proximity to the city. So let's give these women a little bit of a break. Like they were probably emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, like exhausted, exhausted because they also, we had COVID where there was a goddamn hospital ship, hospital ship. Yeah. On site, like morgues in the streets. Like I have friends that live in New York city that are like, when we hear sirens, like it's like a PTSD thing. And they're, they're like, we didn't even like really fully realize it until like just one day, it like hit them. Like, Oh God, like you're kind of fucked up a little bit after and it's okay. But like, so let's give these women some, like, you know, they also can't go anywhere. New York is a very, it's not like Beverly Hills where there's these huge sprawling estates and they can go to Palm Springs and things are more like spread out like that. This is New York city. They, they, you know, buildings on top of buildings, parks on top of parks, like, like people are on top of people. We gotta, I'm just heated. I'm just fucking heated about this whole Real Houses in New York drama that has been taking place this week. It's really, really bothered me, obviously. And also I think production probably got a little lazy for being honest. This is the franchise where if you throw these women together, it just works, right? Well, or it did. And that's what they, I think, maybe thought is, okay, we're just filming these women together. It's fine. It's fun. I think production got a little lazy. I think there needed to be more happening behind the scenes, more, I don't know. I just don't think we needed to be in Salem, Massachusetts for like a week. I just personally don't think we needed that in in our life. Um, I didn't need to go see, you know, Sonia Morgan traipsing through a witch's den. Like that's not something I needed. I would have loved it for one episode, (sighs) not more than one. And then want to touch on the Instagram of it all, the social media of it all with the allegations and the rumors. Um, This is all I'm going to say is I think when you have a platform on social media, whether you like it or not, have some sort of responsibility to um, not incite your racist followers and give them a platform to uh, hate on the only Black cast member on Real Housewives of New York City. I I saw some things this week and I talked to some friends and it bothered a lot of people. And I just think you have to just be smarter. And it really got me like worked up because like Ebony might not be my favorite housewife, but when you have a huge platform and you are constantly praising Ramona Singer, who is a literal, like guys, she's actually racist. Like the things that we've witnessed over the last few episodes is batshit insane. And like, it blew me away. I was like, holy Jesus Christ. So to be praising that and then throw out these alleged rumors and everything like that about the only black cast member on the show, stand in that truth, allow thousands of people to comment and give them reason to hate Ebony other than the fact that they don't like that she's black because they can't come out and say that. So now you're giving them a reason. You're saying Ebony is trying to allegedly sue Bravo or stop the reunion or whatever. Ebony then comments and says, that's just not true. And instead of removing your post, doing whatever, moving on with your day, you stand in that, you double down on it. And then like, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. Um, That's bothersome to me. So I'm, I mean, I always have been very upfront in what I post about, I'm very active with, um, 
like social justice issues, political stuff, like at least like, you know, tell your followers to get out and vote. Like you got to do it. So the people that follow me, I think I weeded out a lot of the Karens, which I'm very thankful for. I don't really have that problem in like my comment section where people are being bold as fuck. But yeah, I just had to like get that off my chest because it really was bothering me, especially because one of my favorites mixing with Mani, um, she is having a tough week. Like people were being not kind to her. So she's kind of taking a break. Um, love her, talk to her. It's she's doing okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's really all I wanted to say about that. Um, I do, I think real housewives of New York city should have a reunion. I personally don't know. I keep going back and forth. Like, would I like some closure from this season? Of course. But do I think it would be productive? Not really. I don't, I wouldn't see it as being, I just don't, I just don't know what the women would really say to each other that would make any of us feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like, okay, let's just throw it out this year. It's a wash. It's fine. We'll, we'll regroup because Bravo is doing that now. Like, and I like that they're taking their time. Like they did it with Atlanta. Like, I think Atlanta just started filming this week. I think, um, Vanderpump Rules, they waited like, uh, Orange County, they waited. I think it's really important. And I like that there's now so much programming on the network that you're able to, they're able to do that instead of like rushing to like pump seasons out. So that's all I'll say about that. And then we'll take a quick break and we'll get into Potomac and Beverly Hills. Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star, so I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialists, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash H-O-T-M. Let's get into Potomac. These women are just television gold. Every single week I wake up on Sunday, I open my little eyes and I'm like, oh my God, it's another, it's another Sunday. It's another day. And We'll be eating so good coming up in the fall because Salt Lake City is coming back on the 12th, which I believe is a Sunday. So we'll get Salt Lake City and Potomac on a Sunday. Are you kidding? And then also in October, we'll be getting Curb Your Enthusiasm, Insecure, which is an amazing show. You guys need to watch that. It's so funny. It's the final season this season. Very depressed. Um, and Succession. Like we are about to be getting like amazing television and content like coming our way. I am so excited. So we left off last week with, with Wendy crying in Karen's arms. Now I would personally cry in Karen's arms. Do I think that was just kind of like the only person Wendy had in that moment to cry to? Yes, I do. I do. But she puts on like Wendy, like gets out of her little squint, her skims loungewear and puts on a hot ass bathing suit, looking incredible hair, makeup, everything is just amazing. And these women, 
I fucking love them are doing synchronized swimming. And this is something I could probably watch for eternity on loop is these women just doing water aerobics with each other and their little swim caps. And Potomac is one of those shows where you, you have to kind of watch it a few times to catch every little comment, look side eye, like whisper, like it's their comedic. They're honestly comedic geniuses. Every single one of them will accept Mia. I don't think she's funny. Um, I struggle with Mia as you guys know. Um, cause I don't really get her. I'm not fully understanding what she's doing or giving to us. It's very weird. And then her clapbacks on social media feel, they feel tired. Like, I don't think Mia is the kind of person in the moment to like be able to read somebody. I think it's something that she only really is, feels bold enough to take to social media. Like she called Candace a crouton last week on social media on Instagram. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like a, why, what is a crouton? I know it's like a small square piece of bread, but I don't think candy is a crouton. She's small. I don't know. I just, I haven't figured it out yet. I find her to be incredibly inconsistent. I find her to be a flip-flopper. I find, and I'm not saying when you go on these shows, you like have to be team so-and-so and that's it. When I say flip-flopper, I mean like, I don't think she even remembers the lies that she tells. And then she like twists it somehow. And it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not lying. I just didn't use that. I don't know. Like, like, are you, were you a stripper? Were you not a stripper? Like when she tried to say like, you know, at the dinner that she wasn't, um, she would never like have her boobies out like that. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You literally were a stripper. And she was like, it was a steak and lobster restaurant. I'm like, girl, sit down. What are you even fucking saying right now? And then God bless Candace. It's really so lovely. I've been getting so many positive DMS and comments from people who listened to my interview with Candace from last week being like, you're making me like Candace and I'm scared. <laughs> I'm like, cause she's likable. You guys, she's fucking likable. She's funny. She's cute. She's like really smart. She's got really smart reads. Like she's just, I, sorry. I'm not sorry. Actually, she's hilarious. And also people are seeing a lighter side to her. Cause I think last season, I mean, the fight happened so early on that it really put a shadow over the whole season. So I'm glad this year it's like a lot lighter. We're seeing a different side to her as like stepmommy and working girl. And okay, I have to say something that I haven't been seeing anywhere and it's bothering me. And I think it's, listen, it's involving Robin and Juan. So Giselle is talking to Robin about, you know, what's going on in her life, what the issues are, like why Robin isn't feeling like motivated or anything personally, I'm not a doctor. It's giving me kind of, you know, depression energy, um, which I mean, obviously we've like, I've all been there or I've all been there. Can I speak? We've all been there. I'm sure. Um, but what really bothered me is that Giselle is never rooting for a relationship. Never. She's never rooting for someone to work it out. She's always picking apart people's relationships. We've seen it year after year. We had Monique and Chris. We had Candace and uh, Chris Bassett, which I, I'm frustrated by that because yeah, it might not be a traditional man, woman role, whatever the fuck that is supposed to mean. Like he's supporting her emotionally and mentally and also just helping her stay organized because clearly she can't. Like, so she's quick to judge that. She's quick to judge Eddie and Wendy. She's quick to judge, you know, Karen and Ray. But the one 
person she's not going to judge is Robin. And I understand that because they're like sisters. So she really wants to be there for her and support her. But in this situation, I don't think she's being a true friend. And I say this because listen, Juan Dixon is one of the most beautiful house husbands we've ever seen. Truly. But he's, he's not that great of a person. And I have to be honest in saying that. I think Robin is a fucking beautiful, smart, good person who deserves the world. Sorry, I'm moving my chair. I'm getting comfortable, um, really settling into this. And it it's sad when I see one, like I rewatch Potomac a lot. Okay. Like I, it's one of my comfort shows, like that and Veep and New Girl, like Mindy Project, like those are my comfort shows. And there have been comments that Juan makes um, that just don't ever really sit right with me. Okay. Like he makes lots of comments. Like I don't find when women who get drunk, like I don't find them attractive or Robin, you're lazy. And that's not attractive. It's a turnoff or the way he treats her is just not what I'm, I'm not into it. I'm not into it at all. I think it's really rude. It's frustrating when men say things like that, because they think that that is just like, we all, us women, we live our lives based on what we, what we think men find attractive. Oh, Juan thinks that's not attractive. So I have to stop doing it. Shut the fuck up Juan. Seriously, shut the fuck up. I don't do things in my life. I don't carry myself the way I carry myself in life to hope a man finds it attractive. I do it because I want to do it. So for Juan to sit there and tell his wife or ex-wife slash future wife slash fiance that her being depressed and clearly going through something is a turnoff, shame on you. You should be lifting her up, asking her what you need. And why is it on Robin that her kids have a 46% in English class? Why? Juan, you're home too. I see you. If you know what they order for lunch every day, you're fucking around to help them with their Zoom calls with their teacher. Like pick up the slack. Like, why is this all on Robin? I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I don't like it because there are, first of all, there are so many things men do in this life that we find unattractive. Yeah. A lot of them do things that are ridiculous. And guess what? I don't think men walk around this earth going, well, what do women find attractive? They don't give a single fuck. So women, we just stop caring because they don't care. They they don't even wipe their ass properly. I see those skid marks in undies. I see them. They think we don't see them. We see them. It's unattractive. So you know what else is unattractive one? The fact that you've cheated on her and had affairs. And uh, I don't like any of that. I don't like that he doesn't show up for reunions to support her. I don't like that he seems to really have no personality. I, I, don't, I don't like it. And I think Robin deserves so much better. And I find it so strange Giselle is pushing this narrative of you need to do this because your man is going to leave you if you don't get it together. It's like, let him leave her so she can find someone better, please. So it's just this idea. And I see it a lot on Potomac where it's like, you have to have a man. And I just, I don't abide by that. I don't like that your worth is dependent on whether or not you're dating someone or can keep someone or break up with someone. Because if that was the case, I, my worth would literally be in the toilet it'd be in the goddamn gutter in the sewer. It'd be where the Ninja Turtles live. Like it would like, but it's just frustrating. So it's like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. They, 
they think that that is where their worth resides and they use it as insults. And I see it on Atlanta too, when they try to like bring Kenya down, it's like, she can't keep a man. It's like, why would Kenya want to keep that man? Walter, are you kidding? That man was a loser. He was a joke. He ran, he owned like a towing company and he was like a little social climber. He was gross anyways. So that's sad on that. Then of course, Ashley, Queen Ashley, (laughs) Ashley Darby is truly made for television. She, this girl, you guys, she said, my stitches are still fresh. My boobs, I'm still milking myself every hour on the hour. And I am going on this fucking trip. I'm getting screen time. I'm making shit happen. I'm securing my fucking paycheck. And she did. She literally drove three hours maybe to come to this fucking house to watch these women do swim aerobics and go to like a weird like seafood restaurant. And I don't know if you guys caught this. This was so funny. When they were at the seafood restaurant and Ashley ordered, she goes, can I have a Corona light? And she does like a finger cross, like praying like that they have a Corona light. And the woman's like, yeah, we have those. And she's like, oh, thank God. I want to know what is the hold Corona light has on the Darby household. (laughs) Do they own stock in it? Like I genuinely need to know because these people, and it's been consistently like their drink of choice every single, every season you will see Ashley and Michael Darby chugging Corona lights, not Corona's Corona lights. I honestly want to make a montage of all of the times Ashley has ever held a Corona light. It would be easily 12 minutes long. Um, so she comes, she blows in through like a fucking tornado. She is like, I'm here. I'm going to stir shit up. Wendy's going to explode and I'm going to leave. Candace is going to tell me to take my milk and go. <laughs> that was, guys, that was amazing. Candace and Ashley are truly, they're very good like adversaries. Like they're very good. Um, like, I don't think either of them are punching down. If you know what I mean? Like they're very good at sparring with each other. Kind of how Karen and Wendy, no. Yeah. Karen and Giselle are, I think they, they have a little bit more fun with it than Candace and Ashley do. Cause I think once Ashley wrote the victim impact statement or something, she wrote some statement for Monique last year, like a character statement. Uh, I think Candace was like, yeah, I'm good on you actually. Um, so Ashley breaks the news to Wendy that there are these blogs writing that Eddie is cheating, has a love child or something. And she just like wants her to know but this is what's going on. And also is like, is that why like your personality has changed? And I have to get this off my chest, you guys. I think for a long time, Wendy has felt like she's been put in a box and the box being like, I'm a political commentator. I am a doctor. I have four degrees. Like I, I think that that is was such a huge part of her identity. And I think the show has given her the option to be more than that. And I think she's just trying to figure it out. And we all have to just let her and give her that space to figure out who she is. I don't think it means that she's insecure and like thinks her husband's going to leave her. I don't think that that is what it is. I think she's just like, wow, okay. I am allowed to be the sexy side. I'm allowed to do these things and say these things and wear what I want and still be a doctor. I can do both despite what Mia said that from last week. That really got me when she was like, you don't see Michelle Obama with her boobies out. Shut the fuck up, Mia. Like seriously, seriously, girl, that that's really what we're going with. We're really going to like Crystal said, you're that girl. That's how I feel about Mia anyways. So 
I did appreciate that Ashley did tell Wendy, you know, we don't believe that this is true. We just want to make sure you're okay. Cause something seems off. Wendy lost it. Wendy lost her mind. She went off on Giselle. And I mean, it was, that was one for the books. She, she went and checked her makeup at one point during it. Candace said, I believe it was Candace. She said, that there was so much said that they literally could not air it because it was like gnarly. And I don't know if you guys caught this. This was so funny as Candace handed Wendy like a folded up tissue, like in the middle of it. God bless that little, that little crouton. I'm going to use it positively because that's, I think, I think it's a cute term. Anyways, Giselle there's a huge debate online about Giselle. One moment people think she's so unbothered. The other people think she's so shook and that's why she's not saying anything. I think Giselle is truly unbothered because she's incredibly unempathetic. (laughs) She says it herself. She's has a problem feeling compassion for others. She has a problem with empathy for others. So I think when she sees Wendy get so upset and wound up, she's so just like, why are you doing that? She doesn't see the impact that these things can have on people because that's just not how she would react in that situation. Because I also think Giselle has been through so much turmoil emotionally regarding Jamal. What Giselle went through, I mean, we obviously don't know the ins and outs, like all the details, because it was obviously so far before she ever joined a reality show. But like, imagine being married and like you have three little girls at home and your husband is a pastor of one of the largest African-American churches in America. And he cheats on you with people in the congregation and gets them pregnant. Do you know how fucking embarrassing that is? Do you know how much much that would devastate you, embarrass you. Like, and he, he humiliated her, humiliated this woman. So I think she's very shut, shut off from feeling things like that. So I think that's another thing. Like, she's probably like, I've been through so much worse. Like this is nothing. So stop. I don't think she's left shook. And that's why she's speechless. I truly just think she's unable to feel for Wendy. Cause I don't think she knows how to feel for other people. I mean, her own kids say this to her. Like it's, this isn't like a revelation. I'm not just like making this up. Uh, but I don't know if you guys caught this, but Wendy, when Wendy was going off, she was like, your man is like all around Baltimore cheating and you know, whatever. And Robin was like, who is she talking about? And it's like, Robin, did you really need that clarification that it wasn't Juan? Cause if that's the truth, babe, do not marry this man. And I also think it's weird that they don't have I'm going back to Robin and Juan. I'm sorry. I think it's weird that they don't have a wedding date set. I think it's weird that they don't, she doesn't seem excited. And I get that we're in a pandemic, but I know so many people that I know people that got engaged during the pandemic and they didn't act like that. So I'm going to say, I feel like, I feel like she just, I wish Ron, I wish Juan would just like, let her go. I think he's very selfish. I think he knows that Robin is such a good person and wants to see the best in him. But he needs to know that he's maybe not the one for her. I think there's someone better out there for Robin. I do. Because I think she's, like I said, guys, I just think she's a beautiful person. But that's pretty much all I have on Potomac. I think we're in for a great season. Like I said about, I mean, I say this about every show except New York. 
I'm excited to see what we have ahead of us. I'm excited to see how this all kind of plays out. I was shocked we got the mid-season trailer already. That was like, that kind of hurt me a little bit. Like, why are we almost done? Oh, I didn't like that at all. But I'm excited to see Mia and Candace sort of salad at each other. That really brought me joy. And again, people are online and they're yet again blaming Candace. Candace never once gets physical with anybody. People get physical with her because they can't handle her reads. Like, that's the problem. She just has a smart ass mouth and she's very honest about it. There's no need to get physical and throw salad, idiots. Also, it's like such a waste of salad. And I said this to Candy last week during our interview. I was like, the preview of you trying to throw the little pieces of lettuce at Mia, like, cause her arms are so tiny, you guys. Like she's a, such a small person. I mean, she had to launch herself across the kitchen island to like get to the baby spinach. Like it, <laughs> and I love that Chris Bassett is just like, he just like rolls his eyes at it. Like what is going on? And then of course, in the mid-season trailer, we see Ron and Wob, oh my God, Wobbin. Juan and Robin, uh, they are in their new house or they're, you know, scoping it out. I know that they, I think they just moved in. She posted it on their Instagram with their boys. And I can't believe how big their boys have gotten. Actually. It's really crazy. Um, Giselle is back in therapy with Dr. Ken. We see more of G and I don't know what I think about that. I hope it's not as cringy as like the previews making it look, um, Mia's husband, G, um, I'm just not sure. The reactions of the other women during the preview to his behavior was very kind of all over the board. It was kind of nuts. Um, oh, really quickly. So I obviously love Wendy and Eddie so much. And someone DM'd me that there were people on Reddit. Reddit is one of the scariest places on the internet. There were people on Reddit trying to come for Eddie and who he follows on Instagram saying that he follows lots of Instagram models, young girls, blah, blah, blah. So I had posted an Instagram story with him, like tagged because it was him, you know, obviously in the Instagram story and he posted it and he was like, oh my God, thank you for your support. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Also, I don't know why I felt the need to like tell him this, but I was like, just so you know, there's people on Reddit, like really trying to like find issue with you and Wendy. (laughs) He was like, oh no, I'm aware, but thank you so much. He's like, people just like, don't like seeing happy people. Like it just bothers them. I was like, I know Eddie, like I was like having like a heart to heart with him for literally three seconds. I don't want to like make it sound like it was a bigger deal than it was, but I felt special in the moment. It's kind of like when Frank Catania called me babe, I was like, okay, we're besties. Um, so let's get into Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. Dorit's really trying to make a scene. She's really trying to get some camera time. She's really trying to have a moment. Um, That whole scene with Garcelle, I found to be very odd and none of it made sense. So I'm very excited for the reunion because Garcelle is going to drag her basically for the ridiculous behavior that we watched last night. Because one second, Dorit's at Crystal's saying, I want Garcelle to be more direct with me, which they did a montage of Garcelle talking to Dorit. And I don't think Garcelle could have been more direct. I don't think Garcelle could have been more clear with Dorit. And so she's obviously very confused by Dorit's like kind of like strange hostility with her. And then this, like, I rewatched it so many times. It's Dorit like really thought she was doing something like the laugh, the confident laugh, the smirking, the imitating of Garcelle's voice. 
I was like, you look like a fucking clown right now. And I am, I, I know that these women specifically Rinna and Dorit, when they filmed this, they thought that they were going to look good. I just know it because people last season were kind of on the fence with Garcelle. They weren't sure. Um, there was a lot of like bullshit online that I saw regarding Garcelle, but this year it's the complete opposite. People are obsessed with her rightfully so. And like Garcelle is letting her have this moment. She is. Cause she's like, I know you're going to look ridiculous. And she, Garcelle is so on the nose with everything. She's like, I think we're friends, but I do think that there is an inner circle to this group. And I'm like, thank you for fucking pointing this out because it has been like very, I've always noticed it on the show, but we've never been able to break that group up. Like we've never been able to shake them like this, like where I'm starting to see Kyle kind of Kyle's perfect at playing the fence. Like she gets a gold star in it every season. That's why she'll be the longest lasting OG her and Teresa definitely will be. Because Garcelle is like, I know it, I, I'm, this is what I'm thinking is Garcelle knows these women all text. They all talk about the scenes that are coming up. They talk about the scenes that they just had. I truly think Rena and Dorit are in cahoots. I think just like Lisa Vanderpump did with Dorit is using her. Rena is using Dorit as like a, the puppet, as the voice. She's like, this girl will say anything because she is incredibly long-winded. So she'll say whatever we need her to say because she's kind of reiterating all of the points Lisa has made before. Like when she said that Garcelle pokes, I was like, I've heard that before. And that's because Rena has said it. Rena has said those exact words. Um, and Rena, of course, is silent during this entire lunch. So that kind of tells me everything I need to know. Also the little moment with Sutton and Erica, I mean, uh, Sutton is laughing in Erica's face. Cause when Erica does this like fake act of getting mad and she's so scary and we all should like, you know, tiptoe around Erica. It's so fucked up and so like, oh my God. I'm just happy. Like, it just feels good to have women on the show who are able to, put a stop to that stand up to it because I've been sick of the last like four years of these same women, like just bulldozing everybody. They got Yolanda off the show, Lisa Vanderpump off the show, Denise. Um, I mean, I don't care about Teddy, not event. So it's nice to see Garcelle and Sutton have each other. I do think Crystal is kind of like, not sure of where she stands. Cause I think she has empathy for Erica and what she's going through. But I also think she sides with Garcelle when it comes to Dorit. Also, I have to say this idea that it's wrong that Sutton cares about her reputation is actually insane. Like, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you care like that your reputation isn't tied to someone who's allegedly like stealing money from orphans and widows? Like, it's not like you're like allegedly friends with someone who like cheated on their husband. Like you're, you're befriending someone here who, I mean, these are, it's a pretty big deal what's going on. And I don't think that makes her a bad person or a shallow person. I think it just makes her human. And I think she is able to do both at the same. I think she's able to walk and chew gum at the same time. And I think that is always a confusing concept for a lot of people. Like, I think she's able to be there for Erica in a way but I think she's also like, I don't want to be that involved in this. And Erica just 
when Erica gets like so angry, I just laugh because it's so, so silly. So, so silly. Also, really quick. Uh, Rita's daughters, Amelia and Delilah, I enjoy them. I enjoy them on my screen. I'm glad we're kind of past the whole, like trying to make them Gigi and Bella. I'm glad we're past that point. I'm glad that they're like, are sticking to dating reality stars and not like, you know, they're not dating the weekend. They're not dating Zane from one direction. Like they're dating C-list reality stars here. I enjoy them. I enjoy watching Rena with her kids. I enjoy watching Rena with Harry, uh, with her mom. Uh, I wish, I wish we saw more of that. Uh, Rina rather than this like weird up Erica's ass Rina because I also think Rina loves it you guys Rina loves being involved in this Erica drama like she loves that her and Erica are all in the tabloids together like their names are everywhere I just know she loves it because she also loves that her daughter is dating Scott Disick because that just means more attention for her like it is who she is she's very honest about that um I don't know I I think I see some people talking about getting rid of her and Dorit. I personally, we don't touch, think we touch anybody on this cast. I want them all to stay because I think next season's going to be so amazing too. Cause it will be like the fallout of whatever happens with Erica and Tom. And I just think that that will be delicious. And then the little cute scene with Kathy and Kyle really, whew, that really got me, you guys. I cried a little when I saw Kathy cry because you could tell she was trying not to cry because she's like so stoic. But in that moment, she she kind of broke down over like losing so many years with Kyle over, you know, what she said to be was like nonsense. Like it was so stupid. <sighs> Just, I love that woman. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening every single week. Like I said, this will be my last episode in this apartment. Thank you, baby Jesus. No more. I'm, you guys, I'm dripping sweat right now. Dripping sweat. Sweating out all these toxins. And uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review this podcast and check out the other dip podcast. There's But Now We Said It by Steve. It's amazing. He's going episode by episode into every episode of Orange County through the first season. There's Christian Gray Snow's podcast, Let Pig Podcast, Exposed TV Watcher, Pete, Pop Chaser. I mean, there's so many amazing ones. Um, You guys really need to go check those out. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 